What's up, guys? Chris Avery with you on the Chargers Podcast Network, and this is the Backstage Chargers Podcast, presented by your Southern California Toyota dealers. Another episode of Mike and Ike this week. Kicker Michael Badgley and defensive end Isaac Michelle sat down with defensive tackle Justin Jones. And the guys mention it in this conversation. Justin is an awesome storyteller. He goes into his football journey, including his time at NC State, his draft day story, and much, much more. So let's get right into it. Here's Mike and Ike with Justin Jones. Welcome back to the Mike and Ike show and No Not the Candy, a show with Michael Badgley and Isaac Rochelle where we bring players on and we get their perspective of their story. Today we have JJ, Justin Jones. Hey, hey, hey. Let me introduce this guy. Let me introduce this guy. He wears number 93 for the Los Angeles Chargers. He was born in the Bronx, Bronx, New York. Wow, and he claims Atlanta. Wow, keep going. Went, Went down to Georgia, attended South Cobb High School, Goes to NC State. Ends up being a third-round pick for the Los Angeles Chargers. JJ, welcome to the show. So y'all just going to tell my whole life story like that for everybody? Listen, oh, that's just the beginning. That's just, just an saying, intro. bro. And you are, like, really attacking me. You've been attacking me all day, bro. Like, are we good, bro? Like, Here's Well, so for the listeners, JJ and I obviously play on the D-line together, so we spend a lot of a lot of the day messing with each other. And JJ obviously feels attacked today. I'm definitely getting bullied for sure. Bully. For sure. Listen, we just started this interview. Let's not get going this quickly. <laughs> no doubt. So, JJ, it says you're from New York. I know that you're from north of Atlanta. Can you just settle this this discrepancy between New York and Atlanta? I was definitely born in New York. Yeah, baby. Hands okay. down. The Bronx. Right? The Bronx. But I, my move to Pennsylvania when my grandmama died, and from there we moved to Florida. Right, and from Florida, I moved to Georgia, and I was in Georgia since the fifth grade, and from the fifth grade till about twelfth grade before I went to NC State, that's where I was. So yes, I'm from Georgia, Cobb County. I love it. I'm a Georgia boy, so I respect it. You are not a Georgia boy because you don't know the Georgia music. Oh man, jeez, <laughs> jeez. I do know the Georgia music, but I get what you're coming from. And you do have a unique perspective on music because you're an aspiring rapper. Listen, let's put it this way. Isaac's a farmer from Georgia, and you're straight from A-Town, Atlanta. Mix, he milks cows. <laughs> <laughs> cows and, like, hay and, like, what? Yes. I grew up on a farm for the listeners and for the people. This is your interview, but I will say I grew up on a farm. I'm just going to tell you right now, I've never squeezed an udder in my life. I've never squeezed an udder either. Now, how do you milk cows without squeezing udders? We didn't milk cows. We had a farm, kind of like a hobby farm. So we had... So you I milk put, cows like for a hobby? No, we had... Well, we just buy and sell. So we had, at at one time, we had probably 50 cows. We had 15 to 20 goats. So let me get this right. So you, you milk cows for a hobby and sold the milk. Just, buy, just right. bought and sold Just bought and sold cows. All right, here we go. Here we go. Okay. <laughs> JJ, JJ. Isaac's a farmer. We get it. <laughs> so you claim Cobb County. You gave us your whole story of where you had to move a couple different places in here. But how'd you get started in football? Take us through that whole story. Honestly, so basically I moved around a lot, right? And when I got to uh, Georgia for the first time, like I didn't have any friends. Think about it. Fifth grade, I moved around like four or five times. I never had no real school. So when I got to school, like I didn't have any friends, right? Yeah. So me playing football, I actually started making friends. 
with football. Like I used to go home, I used to go to the lunch table and sit with nobody, sit by myself because I had no friends. But when I started playing football, that's when I started making the friends and I can go sit at the table with these guys because we play on the same team. Even like I wasn't even good. Like people, I used to get on the board drill. With like quarterbacks, the old boy and drill. they used to freaking murder me on the board drill. <laughs> like a quarterback used to come and drive me on the ground. Like I hurt my finger. I was crying. I wouldn't play no more. I was like, bro, like this is a, this is not for me. Wow. But like I said, the friendships and the bonds. Like one of the dudes that actually started like started me playing, helped me start playing football. Like I'm the godfather of his child right now. You know what I'm saying? So if you think about that, going from fifth grade to where I'm at now, like it's that that bond. Like without football, I never would have. I never would have got it. What's his um, name? Malik. Williams. Shout out to Malik. Shout out to my dog, man. No doubt. <laughs> um, which is crazy because it's like you look at the JJ now and then you think back. You started football struggling. Yeah, I was trash, but I'm a beast now. <laughs> Talk to him, JJ. Talk to him, JJ. <laughs> so you continue, and then it says here you went to South Cobb. Yeah. So at what point did football start to turn for you? All right, so ninth grade, right, I was just bigger than everybody for the most part. So I was just really just throwing everybody around. Bodying people. Bodying people, right? Big so bodies. in sophomore year, I got my first start against McEachern. I was like a week five. Oh, yeah, I know McEachern. And my first game was against Darius English. And I remember full and well, he came to the ball with a with a black visor. He was 6'7", oh rocked gosh. up. Oh, my gosh. And I was, oh, my gosh. I was <laughs> looking at him like, bro, so – I get in my stance, mind you. This guy I'm shaking. sound like he's in high school. Right. He, <laughs> right. Six, seven. So I get, him, I get in my little stance, about to block him. You know what I'm saying? We'll try to block him. And I'm shaking. I'm like, oh, dang. Right. So the pass play, I know they're sliding that way. So I got, I got him on the island. And he literally gets off the ball, takes one hand, throws me to the end zone. To the end zone. <laughs> <laughs> throws me to the end zone, sacks the quarterback, does his little crowd thing. And I got like turf in my eye. So I'm, like, getting up, trying to get it out. And my coach is like, come to the sideline, come to the sideline. <laughs> and he was like, do you know what just happened? I was like, I don't know. I couldn't see. So I, what happened? He was, <laughs> I couldn't see I couldn't anything. see. So what happened? He said, you got our quarterback killed. And after that, I didn't, I didn't play against the game. So that's, so. so that's also when your coach came up to you and he was like, JJ, we're going to put you on defense. So actually, I went to a camp. <laughs> exactly. I went to a camp at the end of my sophomore year, right? And I was playing O-line and I was – Dog and everything. I was playing O line, played a little bit of D line, and it was like you look more like a D line. But the, the coach I was training with at the time, like for my athletic abilities and stuff like that, he was like, "You're a D line, bro. Like that's just what it is." And I was like, "All right, you can say that, but I'm playing O line." So I go to a camp, I ball out, I get a defensive MVP, but I played on O line, so it's kind of weird. So I told my coach, "Like, hey, I mean, you're obviously just a beast." Listen, MVPs are big on this show, so no you can doubt. pump that tire up a little bit. Yeah. MVP, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, like, I get the MVP. And then uh, my coach was like, well, sh- let's put him on D-line, see what he can do, right? So I started doing my thing, and from there, it was just up from there. Like, like started getting offers and everything. Like, I was supposed to go to Miami. You know, that was my first offer. For like, you, baby. I was, I was about to commit on the spot. You wow. should have. You blew it. Like, oh, I, uh, listen, I, I, listen. I what? That's not true. Yeah, talk to this man. What? <laughs> NC, not- NC State in the last few years before, has been consistently better than Miami. Okay, before we get to NC State, listen, you're getting all these offers. You turned down the U for whatever reason. I don't. My know. mom said I wasn't going to graduate, so she said I couldn't go. Oh, it makes sense. Go. I was going to go for sure. Wow, no, you, you were hands down. You would have graduated. I would have loved Miami. Yes. Don't know if I'd have graduated though. You would have graduated. Probably not. I was there. Probably I would have helped you graduate. You probably wouldn't have. <laughs> <laughs> would, would that, question of the day: Would Badge have helped or hurt JJ graduate from Miami? <laughs> Definitely would have hurt me in Miami. Ah, we've had a good time. All right, so you're getting a couple offers. What are some other schools that were looking at you? Oh, everywhere: Ole Miss, Mississippi State, Florida, freaking uh, Clemson. Told me I was too short to play. Go figure. 
That's disrespectful. Wow. Disrespectful. Their D tackles really aren't even like, that tall. You feel me, bro? Like Georgia told me I was too short. Like Georgia always says that. They also run a different defense in NC State, but though. At, at the time, though, they did have a D tackle with like six, seven. Like he's three, a house. I know exactly who you're talking about. You know what I'm talking they about? They had right? three dudes when you would have been getting recruited in the three, four defense. These dudes were houses. Freaking houses, bro. Like units. Three story units. houses. Like, they were units. Like, bro, like this is me and this is them type deal. Like, so you went to. <laughs> I mean, that's terrible radio. You you just hitting your hand, but yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> it's for the video. It's yeah, for the people watching on YouTube. But you went to you went to NC State. NC State, when you were there, had an unreal group of D linemen. Did oh, you know no. that going into NC so, State? My boy Chubb had a brother that went to Wake Forest, and I've trained with Chubb since I was in like seventh grade. Bradley Chubb. Wow, I didn't right. know that. So I've trained with him since I was in seventh grade. So we have so any school that went to see him, they came to see me. Any school that went to see me, they went to see him. So we went all of our visits together for the most part. So yeah. it would be stupid not to go to the same school. So we ended up going to to Duke and Wake Forest. And he was like, I'm going to NC State. I said, NC State? He was like, yeah. I said, they D1, bro? He, he was, had whoa. no idea. <laughs> he was like, he was like, are they D1? I was like, yeah, they in the, he's like, yeah, they in the ACC. I said, bro, I've never seen them on a game not one time, bro. You might be talking about UNC. You tripping. Well, here's the thing. Have you ever heard of a guy named uh, Mario Williams? At the time? No. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> have you ever heard of Philip Rivers? At yeah. the time? No. No. Okay. No. All right, that's fair. So I, I get there, and I'm like, oh, this joint really kind of straight. <laughs> I love that. My D-line coach was crazy still, but, like, he, you know what I'm saying? He knew about the position, like, technical stuff and everything. So that's really how he got me. Chubb wanted to go. I wanted to go. I was ready to commit on, on that day, too. But, you know, my mom made me wait a week because she's always trying to be logical. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah, again, great radio. Great radio. Looking at the camera. So, I love it. So well, the the cool part about this, I didn't know that you and you and Chubb were that close in high school, where you both were deciding. Seventh grade, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah you guys yeah. decided let's go to the same school. I mean, you only really see that you don't see it as much in football recruiting. You see that in basketball, where guys oh, will yeah. team up those top star uh, athletes going to the same school, like Duke with RJ and Zion. But so you and Chubb, you know, not a big deal. You guys are beast, and you guys decided to go to NC mm-hmm. State. Yeah, that is that is crazy. What was it like early on, though? You guys are both beasts. You guys oh, are both no, phenoms. We Early on, did poop. you you didn't redshirt? No, but we were poop, poop, poop. What I mean, what does that even mean? Like, like poop. Like we trash. Like, wow. <laughs> Which is surprising because then two years later, you Chubb guys was are a both. linebacker really? at the time. He was only getting reps on kickoff. Dang. Wow. Right, and I was getting like two reps behind Ty and you know Thomas Teal. Like I get like five reps a game, and I I be like piped up for my five reps. And the coach take me out. Like, I right, come out. You know what I'm saying? So, like, <laughs> so then. Freshman year, according to you, poop, which is hard to believe looking at you now. And then sophomore year, junior year, like when sophomore did that year, start to turn year, around? Sophomore year, like, so it's really like, it's really like, so it's really like evolving. You know what I'm saying? Like, once those seniors leave, you realize it's your time, right? Then you have to, you have to, it's one of two things that you're going to do. You know what I'm saying? Either you're going to back down from whatever's going on, or you're going to rise up to the occasion. And me, I wasn't raised not to back down for anything. You know what I'm saying? Wow. I'm, I'm going to rise to every type of occasion, whatever it is. You know what yeah. I'm saying? That's just how I was raised. And, like, so when the seniors leaving and everybody leaving, I knew it was our time. Even though we're young, to step it up. Like, we had to step it up. That's what we did. We stepped it up. So that that three and nine season they had before we got there, we never saw it again. That first year we was there, eight and five. Next year it was eight and five. Then the next year after that, we were, like, nine and four or some craziness like that, right? But progressively getting better. You know what I'm saying? As the years go by and progressively getting getting to closer together. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it got to a point where it didn't even seem like we were playing football just to play football no more. Like, are we playing this joint to have fun? Like, we go out there to go crazy. Like, that's just what it is. Like, I'll make a play. Like, I'll make a play. 
and tell me made no plays, I'll be like, you know, you, hey, I know. Let's go. You know what I'm saying? Let's I know. Like, yeah. hey, you sleeping? You know what I'm saying? I look at the street, like, same thing. Like, you ain't, hey, I got two sacks. You ain't got no one yet, bro. What you, what you waiting so now on? you're having two sack what games. You, what, what you waiting on? You, you waiting on Christmas? Like, what, what you waiting on? Like, nah. Right. You feel me? Like, it's, it, it get it get competitive like that, but it's all it's all for the, for the greater good. We all want to make the team better. That's what we did. So, so how much of that has to uh, do with just being at NC State? Because NC State, just like he was saying, thinking Miami's the best school in the ACC, NC State slept on. How much did that have to do with y'all's attitude going into games? Uh, well, we always knew we was the underdog, right? But Which is we, crazy because y'all are y'all are usually nice. Well, here's the thing with with the ACC: the Atlantic Division was always strong, kind of when we were there. You had Clemson, you had Florida State rolling, so those were the two top teams in that mm. side of the division. Then the Coastal it was Miami, obviously, and teams like Virginia Tech. This man. So I mean the. The Atlantic side was always tough to win. No, it's for real. You know, Clemson was rolling. Miami was never rolling. We beat Thank the you. only time. The only time. Thank you. Only time I played against NC State for the viewers and listeners. We beat you guys. Watch that game and watch what my D line did. Watch twenty seven seven. Okay, we'll get. Which by the way, which by the way, that brings me to a good yeah. Point. Talk to him about this. So name on Instagram twenty seven savage. Yeah. Follow him on IG if you want. My question is, 27? I'm sorry. That's a D lineman. That is an absolute trash number. <laughs> yeah, look, what? It is. It, it is. is. It is. That's fair. D lineman, if you're going to go out of the box, if you're going to go out of the 90 box, single digit or 90s. Yes. That's first it. of all, first of all, I'm going to get this. Let's get, I'm going to nip this in the bud right now. Talk to him. 27 is a freaking savage number on me. Stop. Playing with me. Just for no. the record, you have to say that. 20, yeah. I'm saying, but 20, lie and say 27 look good on me. Look, 27 horrible. did not look good on you. Horrible. Are you serious? Listen, <laughs> I'll say this. <laughs> it's, almost, it's almost as if when you walked into the equipment room at NC State, they were like, hey, what number do you want? You said a bunch of numbers. You're like, well, we got 27. Did you choose 27? Or did, was it given? You want to hear the honest story, or do you please? <laughs> I want to. I want to. I want to hear that we don't have ninety three. You're taking twenty seven. Story. Hey, can I get this paper off you? Take it. I came into okay. my head coach's office, right? I said, Coach, I want the lowest number you can give me. Are you serious? And he said twenty seven. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 he said. He said you can get eleven. He said you can get. You can get. Uh, you can get eleven. You can get ten. You can get uh, twenty one. Twenty four. 4, 27, 29. He started going up the list. I was like, <clears throat> listen, you had, so a, you had back, a couple missed way opportunities. Back, way back when, no, way back, but listen, but listen, way back when, way back when, I was a really, really, really big Giants fan, really, really, really big Brandon Jacobs fan, right? Well, he's a big, big, he's a big Giants, Giants guy, too. Brandon, Brandon go Jacobs, Chargers, go Chargers. Brandon Jacobs was like my guy. Like, he was the <laughs> biggest running back I've ever seen in my life yeah, and gave six, me hope because I wanted to play running 220. back. I wanted to play running back so bad, bro. But wow. now, now I know how much running they do as a dub, like, yeah, that's not happening. I'm good, bro. But that's really that's really the reason why I decided to go with 27 because Brandon Jacobs wore it, and that's the closest I can get to, you know what I'm saying? Like, Yeah, we'll, let, you, we'll, we'll let it go. Listen, if that's the reason, we'll let it go. And to be honest, you owned it. I mean, you made it your Instagram handle, and you were just a beast on the field. It's really a brand now. You are it's the 27 I'm, Savage. I'm, I'm the Savage, the 27 Savage. Well, and he had to bypass 11. Fun fact for Badge, 11 doesn't look good on big people. Well, it depends. The ones will start to split. Doesn't look good. I really, I think JJ could pull off any number. That's Appreciate it, bro. No problem. You try to play my twenty-seven. I don't want your handshake. Oh wow, that was right on camera. Dude. That was good. <laughs> Looks like you're never coming back on the show. That's yeah, right. The point. One and done for sure. So, 
actually, good story about that Miami game. Uh, so, you know, Chubb obviously had a ton of, you know, everyone was talking about Chubb, Chubb this, Chubb that. And uh, you knew what you were capable of doing. But I remember after that game, I was talking, I was buddies with a couple of O-linemen on our team. And uh, I asked, you know, what was it like blocking Chubb? And he was like, I really wasn't worried about Chubb. It was 27. 27 I, Savage. 27. He said 27 <laughs> Savage. He said 27 was killing me all day. And that's who I was worried about. So I didn't even know you at this point. I just remember saying 27. Quentin Nelson said the same thing. Same thing. So this is a great segue. You got all these O-linemen saying this, and then you enter this draft process. What's the thought going into the draft process? You did senior bowl, all these things. What was the mindset for 27 Savage? 27 Savage. I'm going to go somewhere, and I'm, 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 I'm going to go crazy. That's just, I, I got to. Like, I'm Anything. Not, I'm not just, I, I got to rise to the occasion, bro. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't get me wrong. Like, you know, you have your doubts and everything. But at the same time, like, F the doubts, bro. Like, let's, let's do this. You feel me? Let's, let's, go, let's, let's go crazy, man. Let's, let's make this money. Let's win these games, man. Like, this, this is what you're here for. You know what I'm saying? But keep it a stack. My draft day, like, I went bowling with my mom. Boys were stressed. She wasn't, she wasn't supposed to invite nobody. Oh, man. <laughs> she Classic invited, drive, like, six people. And I, they are, every time somebody get drafted, they're looking at me like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> it's so I mean, classic, man. and I'm like, now mind you, like I, it, it's like 60 degrees AC blowing in the, in the bowl. Now like, I'm drenched in sweat. I got my phone in my hand. I'm shaking like, bro, you're like, throwing gutter balls all around. I, I'm, yeah, not bowling bowling. Is I'm not even bowling. I'm not even bowling. <laughs> my eyes are glued to the TV. Like I'm just like, bro. Everybody's looking at me like, so and so gets picked. Oh, Wait, I wish we had the little uh, pick is in sound because <laughs> that thing was so stressful like, every time it goes. So off. I ended up leaving the bowling alley. Like left my whole family. I go get in the shower, right? And I'm like, bro, I'm not getting drafted tonight. It's crazy. F it, I'm going to go tomorrow, right? So my phone starts ringing. Mind you, I'm, I'm getting a shower. I'm about to miss the call, right? And I hear it buzzing on the uh, on the counter. So I pick it up, and it's from L.A. And mind you, my, my, finger, Tom Telesco. my finger's wet. So I'm like... Again, great radio. Like I'm, I'm trying, I'm trying to wipe it off. I'm trying to wipe, swipe it, swipe it to get, to get the phone open, whatever. And it opens, and he was like, "You ready?" And all, bro, I, all I can possibly say was like, "Yes, sir. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. Like, come yeah, get me, please. I've been bro, waiting on you. Send me the fight right now. I'm ready. Like, let's go. Like, <laughs> come on. I just, so, yeah, man, it was cool. I was gonna say not to cut you off early. JJ's an unreal storyteller. He's great. I never, I've never known that, but he's told a couple stories. Appreciate it, bro. And it's good for radio, like you're saying. Yeah, I know. I'm locked in on everything he's got going on. Appreciate it, bro. Appreciate it, bro. All right, a quick break to remind you to subscribe to the all-new Chargers Podcast Network wherever you listen to podcasts. It's your one stop for all things Chargers directly from the team. In-depth conversations and analysis with players, coaches, executives, national reporters and broadcasters, and much more. Also, don't miss a minute of the action with the official LA Chargers mobile app. Follow real-time stats, watch your favorite Bolts programming, and live local Chargers games all season long. Download today at chargers.com slash app. Geographic and device restrictions apply. Local and primetime games only. Data charges may apply. All right, now here's part two of Mike and Ike with defensive tackle Justin Jones. You're listening to the Backstage Chargers podcast presented by your Southern California Toyota dealers. But before draft day... You know, I remember the amount of stress. I went to the Senior Bowl, I would combine all that. You know, what was kind of your process with all that? You know, what was going on in your head? Were you saying I'm better than all these guys? You know, I'm saying I, you were saying I got to prove something, or was it kind of just I know what I'm capable of doing? I'm going to go out there and show everybody. So, keep it to be honest with you. Like I really, like 
I knew for a fact that I was going to get drafted somewhere. Yeah. I, I was going to go somewhere. Like, it's just, I knew that. But it's a matter of where. You know what I'm saying? And, mm-hmm. like, what are my teammates going to be like? Like, is my D-line going to be close? You know what I'm saying? Or is we going to have a good group? Or are we going to be all divided? Because if we had a divided room, I mean, I, re- I feel like I can't really, like, flourish in a divided room. You know right. what I'm saying? I can't because I'm a people person. I talk to everybody, like, I'm cool with everybody. Like, you'll, you'll never you'll never just see me just angry, moping around, like, oh, I, I don't mess with someone, so I don't mess with someone. So you'll never see that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I literally talk to everybody. I can second yeah. that. You feel me? But it's like being drafted to the Chargers and being on this D-line, like, I feel like that that was written. Like, it, I couldn't be in a better situation. You know what I'm saying? Like, think, no think about the guys we have in the room. I could not be in a better situation. So last year, me being – obviously last year, I was huge, if you if you didn't know. That boy was, lost, like, 25 pounds. Bro, I was 313 last year. Unit. Wow. Unit. And at, <laughs> What was the dude's name from uh, high school that tossed you into the end zone? You were him. <sighs> unit. <laughs> unit. Absolute unit. Okay. So <laughs> we just leave it at that. Es- unit. Es- unit bro. Essentially, essentially, just to kind of bring everything back, going through the whole draft process, you weren't worried about anything except draft day. You were like, yeah, let me just get to draft day. I'm going to go show everybody what I got. Let me get to draft day. Mm-hmm. Whatever team I get, I hope I fit in and I work well. So now talk about your first year with the Chargers. You know, you said you were overweight. You weren't feeling great. Oh, I was poo. Yeah. I was poo. Everybody was so much so. College, my, the philosophy in college was the bigger you are, the stronger you are, the better you'll be. That's every college, which right. is ridiculous. Right. So coming to the league, I'm like, the bigger you are, the stronger you are, the better. <laughs> Man, I get in front of these old linemen. I'm heavier than everybody I'm going against for the most part. I'm like, bro, these guys are flying left and right. right. I can't even get my foot in the ground before they pass me. So I'm like, this, this, this is bad. So, but me watching like guys like Corey who come in at 290. You know what I'm saying? Like guys like, you know, Bane, who who he dropped, who was 320 and dropped to 305. You know right. what I'm saying? And Mel playing at 240, 250. You know what I'm saying? Like just Joey playing at 250, 26. Like just seeing stuff like that. Like guys are really like slim and they're they're really they're they're slim athletes. I'm like, okay. Take note. Like me, I, I'm I'm a very I'm a very visual person. Like I I take notes on everybody. I watch everybody. I watch how they work and stuff like that and see what works and what doesn't work. I I pay attention to everything. And um so seeing that going to the off season, I knew for a fact I'm fin- I'm about to drop some weight. Right. I got to drop a lot of weight. So first I started boxing, right? That was cool. You know what I'm saying? Then I started doing uh, what else I did? What else I did? What else I did? Oh, I trained with Leezy. You know what I'm saying? For a couple of weeks. Then I went to Dallas. I did some uh some uh, D line stuff out there. And then the 120 degree weather. You feel me? Sheesh. And for some like I, for some reason when I went to Dallas I was 300. When I left Dallas I was 285, and I was Incredible. just like. Like just two eighty five, just feeling like feeling a, good, feeling like a man, feeling good, so, like a man. So you left you, after your first season, which we went to the playoffs, all yeah. that, lost in the divisional round. After that season, you weren't feeling satisfied, so you were like, "I got to go change something. I got to go become JJ." Right, right. I got, I got to go. I got to go. And you took all these steps, and you finally felt good. And then you come into OTAs, or you come into mini camp, and then training camp, and you're like, "Yeah, I'm that dog." You just gotta. One one thing one thing I tell I tell a lot of people you know what I'm saying a lot of people talking like oh you know I'm just trying to be where you at I'm trying to be where you at and I'm like bro like, I'm not even where I want to be bro you know what I'm saying like right. but the thing I tell them like you have to believe that you that dog you know what I'm saying if you don't believe that bro nobody's gonna believe that you feel me like so that's like that's like that's like somebody you trying to sell somebody a product and you don't even use it right you know what I'm saying like that you you can't because you don't believe in it. if you don't believe in yourself nobody's gonna believe in you so if you if you believe you that dog eventually you're gonna become that dog you know what I'm saying because if you keep it a constant 
thing in your head, like Coach uh, Gus Bradley was talking today about, if you keep that positivity in your head, eventually that joint is going to grow on you. It's going to become a part of you. It's going to be a part of your DNA. So me being a dog, I'm saying I'm a dog. I'm a beast now, but I've been saying I'm a dog. I'm a beast since June, since freaking, since the end of the the the, the divisional round. Like I, I've been saying it since then. So the fact that I'm saying it now, y'all, oh, maybe he's a beast. No, nah, that started that started right when the season's over. Wow, I, yeah. I knew what I wanted to do. You feel me? I no, love no. it. But one thing, one thing I think that I've noticed about you, especially not not even only through this interview, but just you know watching you in practice and everything, a lot of people will tell themselves that they're a dog and they won't do anything about it. Right. You actually went out and got that much better. Yeah. I mean, took a huge jump. Yeah. Took a huge jump. I had to. Remember we talked about I talked about evolution, like being from like from that freshman year to that sophomore year to being a senior, like same thing in the league. Your first year, okay, you feel around, you know what it is now, right? Your second year, evolution. You gotta evolve. You gotta become that dude now. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. and that that's my main thing. I gotta become that dude. You know what I'm saying? Cause I'm I'm trying to have that role where my team could depend on me. And they can they can look they can they can have my six and just keep looking. You know what I'm saying? They ain't gotta worry about what's going on behind their backs. They know I'm gonna hold it down. Like that that's what I wanna have. That's that's the type of dude I am. I want you to know that if we fighting in the dark, you ain't gotta look for me because you know I got your back and I'm gonna handle mine. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like that's that's no that's doubt. how I want that. You feel me? Man, JJ's got me so, turned yeah. up. No doubt. And, it, <laughs> and it, I think yeah. the, the coolest thing about JJ, and I'm gonna gas you up a little bit, Appreciate everything it, he's saying is a hundred percent like you're saying. You can see it on the field. Because you did make such a big jump, and I think it was not only the body, like you're saying, you improve your body, but mentally, you could see like a different type of confidence, confidence that you have always had, but now you're kind of coming into it, and right. I, I think it's displayed completely. Everything you're saying, appreciate it, appreciate it, bro, appreciate it, bro. What a beast! So I, I'm curious to hear what you say because we asked Dan Feeney this last last week when we interviewed him. Do you feel like you're a different JJ now than you were when you first entered the league? For sure, hands down, hands down. Just from <clears throat> just from the way I act and practice in general, like now, you won't find me in practice without dancing. I gotta have dancing. Because <laughs> I, I just, my thing is like, I have so much fun playing football. Like, think, think about what you do for a living. Like, I would never be on this side of the country without football, right? So I'm out here in LA, playing football for a living, making the best, probably the most amount of money you could ever make <laughs> at this age. You no know doubt, what I'm saying? No, no doubt. doubt. Playing football, right? What else could you? What else would you rather be doing? Why not enjoy it? You know what I'm saying? Like, why not have fun doing this? So that's why you'll never see me at practice not dancing. You'll never see me at practice not having a good time. Even though when I come to the building sometimes, I'd be like, bro, we got another day of this, right? You know what I'm saying? But once once I strap it up, bro, and I get outside in the field, bro, it's like I'm I'm ready to go, man. Like it's it's time to have some fun. It's time to, it's time to you know what I'm saying? Hang out with the guys, like like a lot of people would probably take that stuff for granted. But I I really love that. You know what I'm saying? And that's what that's why I said about the team being so close and the D line group being so close, like. I talk to everybody, like I joke with everybody, but the thing is, like, I love to do that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, because yeah. that, that's just who I am. So, last year, I felt like I was more of a learning phase, just trying to learn how things were. So, yeah, I wasn't really dancing that practice. I wasn't really talking to everybody like that. I need to see how everybody moved first. You know what I'm right. saying? Like, you had to check the temperature, you know what I'm saying, before you go in there. You feel me? Like, it was too hot. I ain't finna, hey, <laughs> hey I'm, I'm gonna let y'all boy <laughs> cool down real hot. quick before I go in there. You feel me? So, but yeah, and so you've—I yeah, mean—you've had an unreal evolution in the league. Unreal—you had an unreal evolution in college. Let's talk about this, JJ. Talk to me about the evolution of the shoes. Oh. You have the most shoes out of anybody that I've ever met. You have this—the Jordans that TD gave you. Throw them up in the camera. <laughs> Please talk to us. Yeah, zoom, zoom in for the for the listeners. Zoom. We're zooming in right now. Hey, I'm Ashley though, so let me get my ankles. Oh, <laughs> Um, but seriously, talk to us about the shoe evolution because it's right. crazy. So you, so how many pairs? 
Give we need a number. number. You, For got, the, you know. <laughs> he knows I, exactly. You already know exactly how many you got. I got like 100, 137, mm. 136. So talk to us about the evolution. <clears throat> so why? It started in high school. So my, my mom would give me like $200 at the beginning of the year. You buy clothes, you buy shoes, whatever you need, you get it, right? My dad would probably give me like 100 bucks. That's 300 in total to get whatever, right? So I'll buy a pair of shoes or two. I'll take those shoes, I'll wear them once or twice, I'll go sell them in school. So if I bought these shoes for 150 and those for 100, I'm selling it for 200 and then for 150, right? Wow. Damn. So what a beast. Have- Entrepreneur. <laughs> Entrepreneur. Right, so, I'm being so serious. I used to get on a school bus with three, listen, I used to get on a school bus with three bags full of sneakers. Like, I'm I'm Chris, I'm Santa Claus coming to school, bro. Big bag, people giving me bread. Yeah, here like, comes I'm, JJ. You feel me with the shoes? Like, I, that's all I did. Like, I sold and traded shoes. Like, if I started one pair of shoes at the beginning of the year, I would I would end the year with at least 20 to 24 pairs of sneakers myself with some cash in my pocket from, you know what I'm saying? That's crazy. Years. Like, I'm, that's what I was, though. Like, I, I refused to do something illegal, but I still needed the money. You know what I'm saying? I still, still, I still wanted to be still fresh. Hustled. I still wanted to be fresh. I still wanted to have all the best clothes. Like, it's, it's different things you could do, you know what I'm saying, to get what you want without, you know what I'm saying, breaking the law. And that's, that's, that's the mindset I had. So coming into the NFL, like me, I always wanted Jordan. Like me, I got, yeah, I got like the design and everything, but I just love Jordan. I love Nikes. I love designing my own shoes. I got some custom shoes in there too that I designed. Like I, I like, I just like sneakers. Like I can wear sneakers with anything. True like, sneakerhead. I'm not a sneakerhead. You're I, a sneakerhead. I mean, come on. What are we defining as a sneakerhead? Right, right. I mean, 130 I'm, 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 plus I'm probably, pairs of shoes. I'm, I just have, I just have a passion for having shoes. Like I, I, I have, I have a passion for having shoes. Like I just, I look at them. I like the world, you know what I'm saying? Like, like when other people come over, and be like, "Oh, you got so many shoes," and I'm like, "Yeah, I know." Yeah, <laughs> but I, I feel like you have a true appreciation for shoes. For it's sure, not a basic sure. like I'm a sneakerhead, hype beast, turn out. For it's sure, like, you like shoes for sure. Like these, these are cool to me. Right, one thing I can tell you right now, like every pair of sneakers in my closet, I can tell you everywhere I was when I got them, everywhere I was when I got them. It's impressive. How much they cost and why I bought them. Wow. So since you know every cost, what's the total of all the shoes all together? Do you actually know the total? Come on, bro. Come on, come on. You can't say it on camera. No, no, no. Don't say it. Don't say it. I'm joking with you. I'm joking with you. Come on. We're going to give you in trouble. kill me. Don't say it. Well, I have one more question about the shoes. If you could pick one pair of shoes that you have to wear for the rest of your life, you can't take off another. You can't take off the shoes. Well, you can't take off the shoes, but you have to wear them to every event. What would you wear? Shadow ones. The what? Shadow ones. That's easy. That was quick. They gray and black, gray and black Jordan ones. I can wear them with anything. I got a white bottom, so if I want to wear anything white, I can wear it. If I want to wear anything black, I can wear them. If I want to wear some, you know what I'm saying, with some coloring, I can still wear them. I can wear them with a tux. I can wear them with anything. You can wear Jordan ones with anything. Look at it, that. I mean, did, did you, you prepare that? for this? No, but I just know. Like, <laughs> I just know. Like, I can wear them. If I have a fit that I just know has nothing to go with, I can go get them and I can put something together. Shadow ones. Shadow, shadow ones. ones. They do black know, and gray. Badge, do you know what shadow ones look like? Uh, he described them pretty well. I think I do. Yeah, I have no clue what they look like. Oh wow, we've got a for the uh, again for the listeners. We have a picture right here. I okay. got a pair. See, those got are a, definitely. Uh, now I got a pair just like those. All right, but you know, if if I say this, I hope you understand what I'm talking about. I got the Calvin Cambridges. You ain't got the Calvin. Cambridges. I got the Calvin. Cambridges. I know what you, I've seen. You wear them to games. Yeah, I got the Calvin Cambridges. How much they run you? I don't know. Maybe like a hundred fifty. Not bad. Badge is simple. Right. Badge wears his little blue jeans. His H and M sweater and these Calvin Cambridges sweater. to every game. Listen, I throw on a Marty McFly look if anything with those shoes and jeans. <laughs> That's fair. He doesn't know who Marty McFly is. I don't know who Marty McFly. That's is. Wow, that was a joke. But so was you actually gonna, don't know. Keep it to keep it a stack with you. I was really gonna laugh and be like, "Ha ha!" Like I know what you was talking about. But so, I really don't. <laughs> Marty McFly, Back to the Future. You know the movie. 
Um, just one last question, because I think Badge and I are both really curious. You have to give us just a little insight into the rap career. We're not asking for a line. Why did you start rapping? I think you're really talented. For the listeners, I would uh, compare him to Rick Ross. He's not Rick Ross, but I'd compare him to Rick Ross. It's a fair comparison. Did you say Isaac? You said he has a studio. At his he has a studio in his other closet. One is a shoe store, and oh, one shoes. is a studio. So I actually moved my studio to my shoe closet because there's more inspiration in there. <laughs> I'm weak, bro. <laughs> I mean, Seriously though, fair. tell us tell us about the uh, the rap aspiring rap career. So it's not really like a rap career that I'm looking for. Like I kind of just made the music because I feel like making music. You know what I'm saying? Like I just I don't know, like I hear I hear some some things or I, I go through some things and I just write it down. Like if I if I have an issue I'm going through in life, I'll write it down. If I seen something in life, I'll write it down. If I heard a story that just really, really messed with me, like I'll write it down. Like me, like I was never I was never like doing no craziness back home. You know what I'm saying? Like I was never I was never doing nothing crazy. You know what I'm saying? But for some reason, like I was just always around that. You feel me? Like, so just just being around and be you know what I'm saying? And like like just hearing like what's going on and stuff like that and like seeing what's going on, like I'll be like, Hey, like, let me write it down. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, just write it down. And if, if it flow, it flow. If it don't, it don't. Like, it's, 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 for, it's for me, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, I haven't got to the point where I'm ready to put it out for everybody to listen to and nothing like that. But I'm just at a point right now, I know when I write it down, I could be like, oh, it's hard. And I'll send it to, like, five or six people. I'm like, that's hard. And like, yeah, it's tough. And I'm like, all right, cool. But I have sent out some song before. And I'm like, yeah, you could have did better on that one. I'm like, dang, that one kind of hurt. Wow. But no, nah, but that's but that's that's the people I send it to. Yeah. I want you to be totally on Let me know how you think about it. What you think about it? Because if it's trash, I'm going to dash it. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. But if it means something to me, you're going to feel it in the song. You know what I'm saying? Like, I could tell you really, you know what I'm saying? Like, you really felt that one. So, I well, mean, listen, this this interview has been incredible. I w- the thing that I've appreciated about the interview, and then we'll let JJ go home. I, it's just been impressive to me, and I've never realized this. You, mm. You've really whatever you do, you commit to. Would you agree? No doubt. It's it was a commitment at an early age. You were being slept on in football, so you got your mind right. Right. You get to college, and you're like, you know what? It's my time. I'm about to eat. It's you my come, time. Let me wear number twenty-seven. Let me. I mean, that's a joke, but <laughs> then he comes. <laughs> to, <laughs> hey, how you impressing me right now? <laughs> <laughs> then you come to the Chargers. You you it's a learning process. Your first year, you lose weight, you come back, you dominate. Mm. The shoes you've committed yourself to excellence with the shoes, and you have a legitimate appreciation. The music, same thing. You have a legitimate appreciation for it. I'm super excited that we got the interview. I appreciate your time. Hey, I appreciate you letting me be on the show, man. I like to come back. You know, if Badge lets me, bro, because wow, he's been he's been out of pocket all we've day. Got, we've and got you, we've got a lot of teammates that want to get on here. We got a lot of people outside the podcast. Oh, get on so listen, it, if it you might don't be know, tough to get you back on. Just let me just let me schedule, cause you know me and Two K got a date. And I got to go handle what. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Thank you, JJ. All right, appreciate no, you, brother, for sure. All right, guys, that's going to do it for us on the Backstage Chargers podcast presented by your Southern California Toyota dealers. Remember, be sure to download and subscribe to the Chargers podcast network. We are now on Spotify and SoundCloud. So basically, wherever you listen to podcasts, the Chargers podcast network is there. Thanks so much for listening, and until next time, I'm Chris Harry.